Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Nobody likes to talk about needing it, but we all like knowing it's there. A new series begins on the broadcast today. Show me your safety net. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Investing, renting, sending your kid to college? Listen to the Marketplace Money Podcast. Find it on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Tuesday. This one's the 26th of March. Good as always to have you with us. And here is what we are not going to do today. We're not going to talk about Cyprus. We're not going to talk about the Eurozone or the deficit or lost productivity because of March Madness. No, what we are going to do is talk about big picture economic indicators, two of them specifically, that should give some reason for hope. Item number one, housing. The Case-Shiller Home Price Index came out this morning. Loads of city-by-city data in there, as always. Here's the takeaway headline for you. Last month, U.S. home prices took their biggest jump since 2006, which, if you do the math, is before the crash. Item number two, durable goods orders, big, heavy stuff, supposed to last more than three years. Orders were up sharply last month, a positive measure of American manufacturing activity. Again, a reason for hope. So we got that. In corporate news, there were some goings-on in the wireless phone space today. T-Mobile is out with a new pricing plan. No more locking you into one of those two-year contracts with steep early cancellation penalties. Also, no more subsidizing the cost of your new smartphone, meaning you'll get to pay full price. Complicated, just like a cell phone bill, huh? Marketplace's Mitchell Hartman unravels it for us. At my favorite internet cafe, are there any non-internet cafes anymore? There are plenty of smartphones out, including builder Andy Powell's iPhone. I got it with the two-year plan. I think it probably costs $200. Only not really, because every month he's paying AT&T a little extra to cover the company's subsidy. It makes that iPhone seem cheap at $200 instead of its actual cost of 600 or so. This is what T-Mobile is trying to change. Finally, we have a carrier who's really being honest about what it costs to actually get a phone in your hand. Maggie Reardon writes the Ask Maggie column at CNET. Now people can pay for their phone up front or they can finance it over 24 months and they don't have a contract. Once you finish paying off your phone then the cost of your monthly bill actually goes down. Reardon says bills at T-Mobile will be lower than at AT AT&T and Verizon. Analyst James Mormon at S&P says those competitors have to make up all the money they spend on subsidies, but they will be watching. If it's successful, sure, I think everybody would like to get rid of the subsidy model. But will T-Mobile find customers ready to plop down the full unsubsidized cost of a smartphone? Again, Andy Powell. Yeah, whether I want to drop $600 for a phone kind of competes with a lot of other interests at the same time. T-Mobile may find a lot of us like getting something cheap now and paying more later. I'm Mitchell Hartman for Marketplace. Speaking of getting things cheap, the music streaming service Spotify lets you listen to millions of songs anytime you want for free. Although you may have to sit through an ad for mac and cheese or a new car or something along the way at some point. It is pretty popular, but losing money like it's going out of style. For every dollar that Spotify takes in, it pays out 98 cents in licensing fees. So it's looking for new ways to get users to part with their money, as Marketplace's David Weinberg explains. If Spotify were a restaurant, it would be an all-you-can-eat buffet. You can listen to as many songs as you want for free, as long as you listen to the occasional ad. 
Or you can pay a subscription fee of 10 bucks a month to get the songs without the ads. Sam Hameda is the CEO of the research firm Pivco. He says Spotify's problem is that it's underpricing its service. So imagine a restaurant that charged $5. Obviously, they're going to be those people that eat an enormous amount. I have to be honest here. I'm one of those people. I listen to a ton of music on Spotify, everything from 60s pop songs to Italian dinner music. And every time I play a song, Spotify has to pay a licensing fee. Even though I pay the subscription fee, chances are I'm still costing Spotify money. The good news for Spotify is that subscriptions are up. And that's actually quite an encouraging sign for their long-term health. Dan Cryon is senior director of digital media at IHS. He says that one thing Spotify has done well is create a platform where people can listen to music on all their devices. So the question becomes, once you've got music to where people want to listen to it, what else can you do to add...